What's the greatest obstacle or challenge facing you on your path to becoming financially free? For most of us, it's the time it takes to even focus on it. We're so busy with our lives that we don't even know where to start. Come join Joey and I and the team in Nashville, Tennessee, August 9th through the 11th, as we break down the different ways that you can become financially free and introduce you to different strategies and speakers who can help you on that first step. You have questions? This event is designed to give you the answers, to take action fast, to turn the decades it's taken us to learn this and turn them into days. Don't hesitate. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash live. And don't forget to use the promo code podcast to get a deep discount. Welcome into the Financial Freedom Roundtable, where each week we break down complex financial topics so that you can more easily understand them and more importantly, take action on your path to becoming financially free. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Grateful to have you in the room. I'm Russ Morgan. They call me the idea guy. Mostly because lack of fault guy just didn't sound so cool to me. But enough about me for a moment. Let me introduce you to my co-host, my partner. He's a time and he's got the license plate covered to prove it. Mr. Joey Murray. Stallion, good afternoon. Oh, so good to be with you, my friend. Man, it, it's a new year, bro. And we're looking back in the rearview mirror in 2023. And I think we've got million dollar insights that came from the last 525,600 minutes. That's how long I spent with you last year. Hey, what one insight I'll go ahead and share with you is karaoke has no place on this podcast, especially if you're the one singing it. So I'll lead us off with that insight. And I think everybody's nodding their heads with me. Uh, but really, it's not about you and me this time, Russ. People get to hear about us all the time, every month when we share our passive income report. But it's really about the coaches, the dream team, if you will, of financial coaches. Well, it, the point of this podcast is we we really do have an unfair advantage, right? We get to spend our days focused on building passive income, learning about passive income, and talking to people about passive income. It, the amount of opportunities, the deal flow, the ways people are putting deals together, the ways people are avoiding taxes, it it's just unfair. And what we wanted to do is take time to say, hey, over the last year, we want to kind of peel back the curtain and share with you just some of the insights, some of the lessons, some of the things that we saw that would help you. But to your point, Joey, you and I sat in on a fraction of those conversations because we don't do those individual meetings. And our coaches probably did a thousand last year. And we're going to bring them in and ask them some of these questions so that you can learn from what they got. So let's do that right now. Let me bring in to my left, I got the doctor in the house. He's a DFM. That's a doctor of financial medicine. And yes, he can re resuscitate your finances just by looking at your budget. Mr. Automated Budget himself, Mr. Eric Hudson. Great to have you, Eric. Russ Morgan, Joey Murray. Thank you for having me back on the podcast. So glad to be here. Loving how it feels to be in this new year of 2024. Like, hey, last year was your first year, full year coaching. And I, I, I'm really just interested, like getting an opportunity to sit on this side of the table and see all the financial statements, being able to hear about all the different opportunities. How did that transform your understanding and your personal financial situation? Wow, Russ, that's a 
That's a great question. The teacher always learns more than the student, right? And so I, I really learned a lot um, just from interacting with others, just spending time with others, talking and bouncing ideas off of each other about where I'm headed, what my goals are, hearing what others' goals are, what their challenges are, where they're stuck, those kinds of things. Learning and understanding that we can go pretty fast if we go on our own, but if we want to go far, we need to go with others. Russ, I think that would be one of the biggest things that I learned. Nice. Love that. All right. To my right, I got the retiree of the group. Mr. Catch me if you can. Is that killer bears with his bare hands and spear diving for tuna? He's right here dropping gold nuggets. The one and only Mark Haraguchi. Welcome, Mark. Afternoon. Ah, man. What an interesting year. Uh, a, a lot happened in that one for me. Survived my first year of marriage. Actually, I think my wife survived the first year of me. That's probably, you know, hey, you know, great insights. You know, patience is something that's really high in, in her wheelhouse. So um, God bless her for that. Uh, but you know, some, some other things happened in there too, right? You know, I had a, had a passing in the family and that really did lead to really kind of what Eric was talking about, which is, you know, that my, my insight from last year, the biggest one is that financial freedom is a team sport. Mm. Um, and if all the knowledge is stored in one area with one person, then I don't care how good your system is. It's going to be hard for everyone else to pick up those pieces and try to make that train set work. And so really sharing that information, bringing those other people around you, getting them involved so that it is a team sport, um, because let's face it, a single point failure system is exactly what it is. If one thing breaks, the whole thing breaks. And I think you're doing yourself and your family and your legacy a disservice if you're hoarding all that info and not at least informing the other people. Maybe they don't want to do what you're doing, but at least letting them know, hey, this is how this part works. This is how this machine runs. Good stuff. All right. Last but not least, I got Mr. Incredible. His superpower is the speed, the financial freedom, and the real beauty is that speed is contagious. My man, Mr. J.D. Hill. Say hello to your fans, J.D. Hey, fans. Ah, Russ, it is so good uh, being here, looking back on all of 2023 and all the things that we were able to achieve as as an organization uh, and all the things that we were also help uh, other folks achieve uh, throughout the year this past year. So many things to reflect on. And candidly, this is one of the things that I'm actually really bad about. I'm usually just, you know, forward facing, just keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Don't look in the rear view. And so um, this is this is actually helpful for me to be looking backwards for a minute. Right. And and reflect on the accomplishments that were made, because I think it's hard sometimes, you know, if you are an achiever to, to, to look up for a minute and say, what what all did I actually accomplish this year? Right. Or what did I get done? because we're so focused on going on to the next thing, right? And so I'm really excited to, to get into this uh, uh, this podcast and, and really get into the things that we were able to accomplish and help others accomplish uh, over the past 12 months. Well, that's the goal today is that we're going to share some insights, some lessons with you as we go through. Stout, you need to help me out. But first, let's sit out at this virtual roundtable and belly up. Belly up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. 
Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. All right, Stallion, this is opportunity for us to highlight some of these interesting ideas, some of the deals we got to see. And you and I were able to have a lot of really interesting conversations. I'm going to share one really quickly before I get to you guys, the coaches. I, one of the things I learned is that when we're building businesses, there's, and you know, you should always build a business with the expectation of selling it, right? And if you're not planning to sell it, then it's a hobby. One of the things I learned last year that was different or unique is understanding that how different businesses are valued and the way that the value of those businesses is really based upon the way they were set up and also who potentially is the end buyer. Meaning I saw a guy who sold his business last year for five times his EBITDA, right? For most people, EBITDA is a representation of net profit at the end of the day, gross profit minus all your expenses. But I also learned that if you have your business in some sort of subscription-based or maybe um, a reoccurring income model, that that two to five times multiple can go as high as 30 or 40 times EBITDA. And that became really interesting to me to try to figure out, like when I'm looking at either acquiring businesses or creating businesses, I really need to start building subscription-based models because my ability to sell the company. I was talking to a guy over at Thanksgiving who had taken a, a veterinary practice and sold it for 16 times. Even crazy. And, and it's just it's super interesting, but I, I don't think we, we as business owners, entrepreneurs, we understand some of the businesses that we're creating and how to make them more valuable. So that was a super interesting lesson, super interesting observation I had last year. Eric, I want to come to you first. Tell me about something, maybe the greatest insight or lesson that you observed, or maybe that you did last year. Yeah, Russ, I, um, generally you're such a positive guy. I know you're looking for an extreme positive here, but I, I do, I want to back up and add some realism to what it is that we do. Unfortunately, Mark and I became members of the, the same club last year. We both lost parents and you know, we talk a lot about IBC and the banking system and what this can do for you and the passive income you can create using the banking system and money flows and all these things are so critically important. But what I learned last year from walking through a very, very tough time, quite honestly, is actually the power of these systems that we build, that they are truly life insurance policies. Now, my dad had dementia and unfortunately passed away without uh, a life insurance policy. And uh, some of these policies that we offer have a rider that have living benefits that should you be unable to perform two of the six ADLs would provide a living benefit. Had we had that for my dad, we could have had nursing care, specialized care in the home that would have helped my mom not take years off of her life trying to care for dad because she was not going to put him into a nursing home. So the whole family rallied, but it it, take, it, it took a, an extreme toll on her health. So not just the death benefit that could have been out there, but the living benefit of these IBC systems that we build are critically important to real world scenarios that we all will face. And so what I learned this year is when I'm talking to clients and helping them build these banking systems, 
is the real benefit that these can provide to their families in future years. And I know that's probably not exactly where you wanted me to go with this, Russ, but I just wanted you to know that's a lived experience mm. and the power of these systems and how important they are to those that we leave behind. No, I, that's a great one. I mean, I think here's the thing is that you have the insight and ability to gain the, those little nuggets, both through personal experience, but also through professional training. And you got to see that play out. I, I think that even I, who've been in this industry for 20 years, forget a lot about some of the living benefits that are involved in some of these insurance policies that we have and we take them for granted. JD, how about you? What was one of the greatest insights or lessons that you observed or maybe personally learned in 2023? When when I first started with Wealth Without Wall Street, we helped people with banking, right? With infinite banking and, and setting those systems up. And over time, we've really shifted and started working more towards coaching, right? Of course, we do infinite banking. I would argue that we're the best in the marketplace at doing infinite banking, right? But what's interesting is that we don't just do the banking piece, we do the coaching piece. And the reason why this is important is because this has had, for me personally, an unbelievably material impact on my life personally. And let me explain. I've been told before that you will achieve or make on average of the five closest people that you hang out with. So if you think about that for a minute, right, who are the five people in your circle right now as you're listening to this that you hang out with and how much do they make? And you will make on average what those five people make. You can't level up or raise your lid in the words of John Maxwell, unless you change the people that you're around, unless you change your environments. And so for me, I think who you're around and who is coaching you, who is helping you to achieve financial freedom is so valuable. Because if it's the HR person that's telling you how much to put into your 401k, they're not going to help you achieve financial freedom. Right? And so I just think coaching and mentorship and paying real money to get into a group with other people that are moving in the same direction to help you level up is one of the biggest insights and in, in, uh, things that I've observed this year that has paid tremendous dividends for me just since I've been a part of this community over the past couple of years. Well, you've been a great uh, student within that too. Like you're one of those that practices what you preach. I see you networking and connecting with other people who will want to go in the same direction that you're going in or already at the place that you want to get to, you're, you you don't wait around. I mean, obviously that's how we got connected is that you were trying to seek better ways to do stuff. And we were in a mastermind together and, and then you wanted to, you know, build relationships and you came and connected with, with Joey. And I mean, it's just a tribute to you're always seeking that. And I, as you're listening to this, if you're not seeking it, you won't find it, right? Like you, you won't find the people that are, are maybe trying to become financially free. And to JD's point, it all happens whenever you get in community, you get in conversation and whether that is in uh, one of our masterminds or whether that's just coming to a live event and being able to build those relationships because they truly are an accelerator for you. All right, let's let me get over here to you, Mark. I, I want to ask you what's the what was the greatest move that you made in 2023 that helped you get closer to financial freedom? I want to start with a disclaimer that I didn't know Russ was going to go on that rant, and so I'm just going to go ahead and beat a dead horse because I already had my answer for this planned out, <laughs> which was 
inside of our passive income mastermind, I'm a member, uh, a, a, a user, if you will, a, a recipient. And at the start of the uh, start of last year, we we broke into small groups, and within that group, we were asked, okay, what is your goal for this year? And I had a goal. Uh, what one of them was a, a passive income goal that I wanted to add on to my my monthly balance sheet by the end of the year. And I, I gave myself a range. I said, well, yeah, I want to make between this and this. And and Jonathan Bates goes, well, which one is it? And he called me out in that moment. He said, don't, don't wishy-wash on this. Come on, pick one. What's it going to be? And so I said, all right, well, I'll, I'll pick the high number. And he's like, good. Throughout the last year, every time I see him at events, live events, either in Birmingham or uh, in Denver or on our, our live calls, I have an accountability partner now. And I can call this guy whenever I need to. We, we chat about other things. He helps me with other business ideas. And he goes through and keeps me on track. And it's that accountability and that person who is intimately familiar with what my goal was that I said at the start of the year. That's what's actually helping keep me on track. Now, I'll, I'll make a perfect disclaimer. Um, I did not achieve the 2023 passive income goal. But if I never set the goal, I never would have known where I was going to land. And so at least having that goal and pushing forward... I'm a lot closer than if I had not said it. And believe it or not, I'm actually closer to the higher goal that he helped me set as opposed to just wallowing in, in the lower one. So that was the the move I think that really worked for me is having that, that support structure and that person that you can reach out to or that community that you can reach out to. Because let's face it, we're all going to stumble, whether it's uh, personal, family, business, and so forth. There are going to be those moments. And it's nice to have people that you can lean on who can help you and then help you stay focused on on the other stuff. I love that, Mark. That is ridiculously true to have somebody keeping you accountable, somebody that you feel like understands what your goals are and is not afraid to say, "Hey, how are you? How are you going towards that? How are you getting on?" And uh, man, that's the power of community. So, thank you for sharing that. I, I want to shift a little bit, Russ, if it's okay. You know. One of the things, the benefits, you mentioned this as we led into this, is we see so many deals, right? Each one of us, it, whether it be through the masterminds that we're involved with or just on a day-to-day basis talking to different people, we hear about a ridiculous amount of deals. Which ones of those stood out for you each this year? And I'll, I want to start with you, Eric. Uh, what was the the number one that you saw either that you did or that you saw done? And why was that so, so good in your eyes? Well, I really stepped out this year and did a deal that I, I've never dreamed of doing. Talking about, you know, Jetty was talking about, it's the people you're hanging around. You know, it's the people you're with. It's that iron sharpening iron. I did a deal this year, you know, started my Amazon business, which is something I would have never dreamed of doing. I'm an S personality. I really need leadership. I need some handholding. I don't have the confidence to go out and step out and do these things. But the greatest deal I did was starting an Amazon business with some coaching, JD, with a mentor. And they helped me decide and define what product through data that I needed to launch. And I used my IBC system to do that and blows my mind. But in November, you know, we had a $10,000 revenue month and we just started. So these things can really turn and happen quickly when you're surrounded by the right people, Joey. 
and I can't quit grinning. And it's not just because of my new grandbaby. It's also because of my Amazon business and um, just so excited about that deal. And it all came because of this group and the people that I was around. Amazing. If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. But it's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system? Stallion, that's why we created the Passive Income Operating System, bro. It shows you how to turn active income into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. If you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before. Go to whatswhatwallstreet.com forward slash P-I-O-S. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher saying, pop quiz day. Why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared though for financial freedom? Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30 second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz. I love that. Man, thank you for, I mean, an Amazon business in today's day and time, like, can you imagine anything that's going to have more dividends in the future? Like, it's just going to compound on itself. So that's so, so awesome to hear. Mark, what about you? Greatest deal you either did or saw, saw done? All right, check this out. You've heard of short-term rentals, I'm sure. Have you ever heard of short-term horse rentals? Stable time. So got this couple, super fun couple, retired Air Force pilot, another now now works at a, a major air carrier, um, wife, another, uh, she's, she's retired. They moved because they wanted to get someplace warmer. So they went down South and in talking with them and, and setting up, you know, the, the, the spouse's policy, she had it in her mind. She said, look, you know, we really like horses. So we need a place for our horses. What do you think about we've been toying with the idea because we know people come into town for the rodeo, for the horse shows, for all that stuff, and they need a place to store and stable their horses. So we were thinking, we need a stable. What if we add on and make it a short-term rental for horses? And I said, genius, absolutely genius, because let's face it, everybody wants a roof over their head, horses included. And what was even cooler about it was we were setting up her policy and the policy became specifically to help fund that so that when that thing was up and running, they knew exactly where they were going to go to get the seed money, to complete the stable, to finish setting this whole thing up and to get the business up and running. And that was, I mean, I know you were super excited about short-term rentals, uh, Russ, but this is short-term rentals, you know, four-legged style. Um, for, for horses accommodation. So I, I, I thought it was a pretty cool idea. Definitely something um, not of the mainstream, but I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, from, from one stallion to another, uh, I got to say, I'm nice. pretty, I'm pretty impressed by that idea. That is, that is next level stuff right there. Um, JD, what about you? Yeah. Where to begin? Um, because, you know, I'm fortunate to be in the passive income mastermind as well. I, I'm constantly surrounded by deals. And uh, there's a couple of things that stand out to me from this year. The first is uh, we actually closed on a land deal um, that was about a $900,000 profit deal. And let me tell you what we did to the land, uh, Russ and Joey, you ready? Nothing. 
like we literally nada, like we did zero. nothing zero Jerry loves this this is rather, this I'm, is I'm love listening. language <laughs> like we bought the land and then did nothing right uh we were going to go through the entitlement process you know we were going to look at subdividing it uh we, we were going to look at a bunch of different things we got in touch with some gas stations as well to try to sell to gas stations and we did nothing and we were able to sell it for about a nine hundred thousand dollar profit and what that did is it actually created then, right? This then parlayed into now, we also have created a land fund where now we're funding large land subdivides, right? So, so it wasn't just a one-time event. It was, it was another thing that I took from that, learned from it, built onto it. But all of that started because of the Passive Income Mastermind event that we went to in Scrub Island, where we talked about how to create a fund, Right. And so this is, this is where I talk about so much like who you surround yourself with and the people that you are around will change your life, totally change your life. And, and this year, that has been one of the most life-changing things in deals that I've been a part of uh, since I've been doing real estate investing. Man, that is, that is super awesome. Just, just thinking about, we talked about, uh, Mark, your, your folks having the seed money to begin this, you know, this venture of short-term rentals for horses. I hear seed money, JD, that is now being uh, leveraged into something so much bigger. It's just exciting to hear. Now, we can't always talk about all the wins, right? When we reflect, we, we talk about the positives, we talk about the good things, but also what are the opportunities that we missed or what was the mistake that we made or we saw made by somebody else? Because let's face it, just just like you can talk about the things that you gain from being in this uh, proximity to others that are positive, you also can gain from their losses, right? The things that maybe they didn't do well and they share, and now you don't have to have that same loss because you're borrowing from their experience. I don't know if either of those applies to you, but um, Mark, I'll start with you this time. And just what what did you see in that realm? Biggest opportunity missed or mistake made? I kind of feel like you think that that's all I have is losses. And so that's why you started with me. Wow. I, ouch. Hey, I'm using hands here in those. So, I, you know, I, trust me, it's not nothing personal. Yeah, I, I was I, I was thinking about this question and it it's hard to think about all the missteps that I've done because I had such a large one in the year prior with a, a fund that ended up being a Ponzi scheme. And so really for me, the, the, the misses from that is through 2023, I know there were deals that I missed out on because I had to hit pause. And for some people that would be a good thing, right? Hey, you know, I, I had a misstep. I had an investment that went the wrong way. I need to hit pause. I need to slow down. I need to regroup. I need to reorganize. However, we also had a really interesting conversation at our Denver retreat with uh, the, the guys from uh, Aspen Funds. And they said, but what is it costing you to have your money sitting on the sideline? And so even though you may need to catch your breath, what are you missing out on? And so even though you may not be in that position to make a move or you might not feel like you're ready to make a move, you still have to keep looking and evaluating. And so I know that I, I lost some ground this year on that. Um, also with just some other family things, uh, there's just only so much time in a day, but getting back into the swing of things and saying, look, it's time to start looking at deals again. So I know I missed some time in there and let's face it. Time is the thing we can never get back. No doubt. Yeah. It is the only thing we can 
that's depleting faster than we want it to and can't get it back. Uh, Mark, or excuse me, uh, Eric, same question for you. Biggest mistake or biggest opportunity missed? Well, I think back on to when interest rates were around 2 or 3%. And I'm now wondering why I didn't borrow as much money as I could at, at those rates and um, invest in some things. So that's one of the things I clearly missed. And then just to be real honest uh, in front of everybody here, and I've not had my mea couple to JD yet, but JD tried really, really hard um, put his arm around me to show me the way on this land deal that he just crushed. And um, out of fear from, like Mark said, I had a deal that went a little bit sideways. I let fear talk me out of getting involved in a deal that was asset-based and with an operator that I completely trusted. Think about that. I, you know, I had the two big things that uh, you really need to have if it fits your investor DNA or your buy box. And I had both of those with the funds to do it and then didn't act. So I'm kicking myself. Um, Jenny's a good friend. Maybe he'll let me retro back into that deal. Not sure. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> if you're not watching this on YouTube, uh, JD is saying not likely. Okay. It's uh, going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was this close. JD, same question for you, my friend. This is interesting because yeah. we're all susceptible to making mistakes, right? And um, and I think, you know, uh, I've generally been driven by the fear of failure, meaning like I make decisions based on like I don't want to fail. And you learn so much from failure. But the reality is, is that you can only fail if you give up or you quit. Right. And so as long as you don't quit or you don't give up, then you can't fail. You just keep learning and you keep moving forward. And what I observed this year um, was my first experience and exposure to a Ponzi scheme. Uh, I was fortunate that I didn't get involved and I almost did. I was this close to getting involved. And what was interesting about that was like it it rocked a lot of people in our community. Right. It locked, rocked a lot of people, not outside of our community as well. You're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars that somebody stole for their own personal gain. Like, I don't know how people can sleep. Like, like I don't know how you can do that. But the way that our community rallied around each other, right, to support each other, to be honest about what happened, to communicate uh, with each other, to support each other, uh, and then to grow from it and to learn now to start making decisions, right, based on a defined buy box to start doing better due diligence, right? To, to start making sure that we understand how we, we underwrite these types of deals. Uh, that was the piece that was really encouraging from, from all of that. And to see people just rally and get right back on the horse and keep moving forward and keep making investments uh, and not allowing that to be a defining moment where they say, okay, I'm done with this whole financial freedom thing. I'm gonna go back to you know 6% market returns uh, you know, with, with, with Uncle Wall Street, right? I resonate with that because I, I feel like being, you know, going through the second go around of the Ponzi scheme that, you know, it's e easy to get distracted, right? It's kind of like that second, you know, junior year I had in college, you know, it's easy to get distracted and lose, <laughs> lose sight of the goal, right? But you have to, you have to stay with it, stay the course and either you succeed or you quit before, before you do. Uh, Joe, you didn't ask me this question, even though I asked you to ask me this question three different times in the chat. 
So I'm going to ask myself the question. What was the biggest opportunity, a mistake uh, I saw? And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears on you and give you a completely different one. It wasn't just for last year, but this is a personal experience. And I, I don't know if you'll ever experience this, but I want everyone, if, if they might have a chance to experience this or be in a position where they have to make this decision that they learn from my mistake. Three years ago, I made a decision to sell a lake house because of lack of vision, lack of vision for what I, what was actually to happen. Like, let me explain this. We wanted to sell a lake house so that we could buy a flatter lot so we could build a house on it so our parents would be able to enjoy it more because they were getting older and was struggling with the steps that were going out to the water. It went away from my major, my, my main objective for owning the lake house to start off with, which was spending more time with my family. I had no idea what was going to happen over the next three years as we're still sitting here and the new lake house is still not built. But I was so short-sighted that I didn't think about the fact that my parents are aging at a, at a pace that they may never even get to experience it. My father died two years ago. Never got to experience that lake house. My, my mother-in-law is, you know, and my father-in-law and my mother are aging at a point where they may not get to really experience the new lake house when it's built at, at a level that we would hope that they would. But you know what I missed? The biggest mistake, the biggest mistake is I missed the one thing that was my major objective was to spend more time with my immediate family. I've got a daughter that graduates in six months. I missed three summers, three summers of spending time with them at that lake where it was our family gathering spot because of lack of vision and poor information, poor planning. And I think that a lot of the things that we're doing of building passive income and building this in a banking system so we have access to cash is so that we have more time with our family. We can enjoy the things before they're gone. And that was a big mistake I made. And I, I hope nobody ever makes that mistake again. Because to be honest, the financial mistake was big. I, I realized that I lost probably close to seven figures if I would have held on to that house. Not to mention the interest rate increases in the new house and all the things, right? But that I can, I'll make back the money. I can create money. Not like the government came back create, but I can't create three more summers, right? I've lost those three summers. That's a huge mistake for me. All right, as we start to wrap up, gentlemen, I, I would love to just think about this year, this coming year of 2024, and, and some maybe some big, hairy, audacious goals that you've set for yourself, that BHAG, if you will, that might challenge the person listening to you to create something equally is big. So JD, I'll let you go first. What's your B hack for 2024? Oh man, you're going to make me put this out for everybody to hear, huh? Let's uh, go. Let's go. My my big hairy audacious goal is uh we want to purchase 100 million dollars in land next year. And um and so that is that is our goal for next year is to purchase 100 million dollars of lands this year. That's awesome, bro. 100 million. And by the way, here's the beauty is it a lot of zeros that everybody, everybody, you know, we know the concept of what you track grows, but the, the beauty of you sharing that and each one of you, as you share yours, is that what you track and report on 
grows exponentially. So I, I, I appreciate you putting that out there. That gives me an opportunity at least once a month to ask how close are you to that $100 million goal? I love that. I'll come back to you in February and see where we're at. That's right. All right. Eric, how about you? What's your big, hairy, audacious goal? Yeah, in 2023, I realized that I needed to prune my life. The truth of the matter is that if you have too many branches, none of the fruit that you're producing really does what it's supposed to do. What you've got to do is get focused on the things that you're passionate about, that you're good at, that fit your buy box, fit your DNA, um, investor DNA, and get really good at those things. So I started that process in 2023. I want to continue that process in 2024, get down to just a few branches. A couple of those branches are, I want to increase my land business by um, 50%. And I want to generate about a quarter of a million dollars in Amazon, uh, my new Amazon business by the end of this year, 2024. I love that. It's so good. How about for you, Marcus? Well, we finally settled on at the conclusion of 2023, we got to the point where we, we, we've been trying to figure out how can my wife leave her job? Um, because I said, look, you, you, you can't just quit your job, even though I want you to, because you'll be bored out of your skull and then you're going to drive me up a wall. And that's not going to be good for either of us. So I said, there, there needs to be something in place, something for you to do, because otherwise you're, you're just going to be bored. And we've been working through this and we believe we've stumbled upon it, we're now going to build her own healthcare practice. And so now some of the equipment that we would like to use is also going to be equipment that the business procures so that we can be our own first clients and then start growing her business so that by the end of 2023, she will be in a position where she now has a stable business plan and a stable operation so that now the choice becomes hers how does she want to spend her time? Where does she believe she can do the most good? And that's everything else. Yeah, that that's fine. Um, for, for me personally, you know, adding more passive income, that's great. Um, yep, I got those goals. That's good. But my large, my number one goal is setting her up for the success that she needs so that she can be happy and fulfilled in what she does. Yeah, that is so good. As you hear these coaches sharing their behalf, I would love for you to think through as you press a stop on this podcast, instead of maybe pressing start to another one, I'd love for you to write down one big, hairy, audacious goal for yourself. Like what would be something that would challenge you for this year that you at the end of the year could say, man, that stretched me. That was something that really pushed me to the limits. And I want you to find one person to share it with. If if you don't have anybody that's, that's willing to, to be that person for you, just type in the comments, whether you listen to this dude, uh, on your on your podcast, put it in the review. I'll, I'll see it. Trust me, I'll see it. Do it in our community. If you're not a part of our community, go to whatswallwallstreet.com forward slash community and type it in there. Just share it. Put it out there. I promise you I will see it and I will follow up on it. I'll make you that uh, for sure. Stallion, thank you for, for helping me uh, host these uh, coaches. Coaches, thank you for being open and sharing having a level five of conversation with our audience. Hope you enjoyed this and have an amazing 2024. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. 
See you next episode.